New Hope Outreach Ministries, making a difference by taking the gospel from word to action. And now, today's message. Trust me, we are not going to use my notes today. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for what you have done in our lives individually. Thank you for the lives of our family members. Thank you for always watching over us. Thank you for always keeping us. Thank you for always revealing yourself and the way we are to go to us. Thank you for always bringing good things into us, our lives. Thank you for keeping us. Thank you for healing. Thank you for just being who you are. Thank you for opening the door that we can walk in. Thank you, Lord God, that on the other side of that door is you and all your goodness. Thank you, Lord God, that you're revealing it unto us individually and collectively right now who you are, your great love for us and toward us. Thank you, Lord God, for your continual grace. Thank you also, Lord God, for the opportunity for repentance. Thank you for that door being open always that we can continually be in fellowship with you at all times. Thank you, Lord God, for who you are. Thank you that the word that you have for us to receive, I believe we've already received it. Putting you first, believing in you, and walking in the grace that you've given us. I give you all the glory and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, I'm honest, I'm not going to keep you guys at all. I've got a seven pages of notes which have already been ministered. We were in the spirit, and we're still in the spirit. And isn't it amazing? <laughs> the first reference I have is, now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. I'm going to just do a couple of pages here. I am convinced more each second that passes the messages the last two weeks from Sister Roper and Sister Geneva. I believe we're given by the Spirit of God for the church and each individual of a certainty. And that word on February 26 came up. I, I was the one that gave it, of a certainty. And then I asked the Lord, what is it that you're showing us about this word? I've never even heard that, or at least I didn't think I did. But this is the criteria. He said to choose to lay down your troubles. And that's what praise does. When we start praising, our troubles are the last and the furthest things from our minds. And that's where God wants us to be so that he can be enthroned in our presence and in our lives. Lay down your burdens. And here's a big one. Lay down your plans and the weights that so easily and daily and consistently occupies your present thoughts. 
The Lord is asking us, that when we have those things, to lay them down. They are not for you to carry. And I'll, I'll explain a little bit more. I think I have a good understanding of what that is just a little bit further down. That occupies your present thoughts. That causes fear. That causes anxiety. And leads to uncertainty or doubt. That's then left to rule and run your daily life. God is saying when you come into those situations, immediately recognize they're not for you. They are not for me. You have to do something with them. He's, he's not going to just say, okay, I got you. He's waiting for you to acknowledge him and to acknowledge what your role is also. These things cause what I call spiritual hernias. It's from you carrying them in the spirit, trying to hang it, trying to make it work, trying to go through it on your ability and power. And you got this. But all the while in the spirit, you're weighed down. You're not able to walk freely through that door that we've been talked about that is available to us. Because we're carrying stuff that does not belong to us and we have that spiritual hernia. What's a spiritual hernia? I'm just going to go ahead and throw this out. You know, when you go to the doctor, he checks you for a hernia. And you have to, guys have to turn their head and cough. But what this is really talking about is this. You've been carrying weight that doesn't belong to you. You've been doing weight-bearing exercises that caused your body to have a hernia. In the spirit, the spiritual hernia is you trying to carry your load and God's load through your life. So God is asking us to check who you're yoked to. Are you yoked to the world? You will definitely get a spiritual hernia. Or are you choked? Are you yoked to Jesus Christ? That would be my first scripture, Matthew 11, 28 through 30. I'm trying to do this really quick because I'm still in the spirit. I don't I really don't want to deliver right now. I want to continue to praise the Lord and have a, a hallelujah good time and get off the stuff that's on me as well. And, and, and another thing, when you begin to praise all these fears and anxieties, these things that are causing you problems in your daily life are dropped off. In the meantime, you are now being uh, strengthened to go forward in and with him. Thereby, look, the fears and anxieties are on assignment. The assignment is not from God. The assignment is from the enemy. The assignment is from the world system. Wanting you to follow after your way and their way and not God's way so that you will get the results of following after the world system as opposed to receiving what you should get from following after God, especially being yoked to him. Matthew 11, 28 through 30. God is saying today, just, oh, that open door is real every second. 
I'm telling you, I'm believing every second since you and since Sister Roper and since we had a, a February 26th, since God said of a certainty that we are to lay these things down. Why? Because the door is open for us to go through, but the weight that's on our hearts and on our minds and on our physical being is keeping us from walking freely in the spirit into those things to receive in the natural and in our soul what it is that belongs to us that God has ordained for us. I'm speaking to families again. It seems like that is the issue that God is wanting to be solved, that he's speaking to families because he's a father. He loves families. And so whenever the word comes forth, anytime that door is open, I guarantee you he wants the whole family to go through that door as one. He's not a respecter of person. He wants every heart, every soul to be in him and walk freely with him, daily, continually, perpetually. Come unto me. Come is what praise does when you begin to praise. I can hear the Lord saying, come unto me. All ye that labor, you're trying to carry the load still. But the moment you hear that, oh, what was Peter? Peter said, Lord, if it be you, bid me, bid me come. Here the Spirit of the Lord is saying to you today that about that door being open, come unto me. All ye that labor, trying to handle yourself, doing your own way, following your own design. And you're heavy laden. I will give you rest. I find when I praise, I find myself at ease. My, my, it's like nothing else matters except the one that I'm praising. It's one-on-one. -on -one. But when we collectively do it, it destroys the handiwork of the enemy for, I, I would say, for eons. Because the spirit is alive. You, it's like you rejuvenate from, from a dead state to an alive state. And the enemy cannot stand you when you're in a live state. That's why he sends the fears and the anxieties to get you off of those things that give God glory so that now he can push in his uncertainty and doubt. And then you receive the results from that instead of that life of victory that God has for us. So when he said that about of a certainty, Fred, lay down, when you lay down those things, his word, his gospel will begin to come to pass in your life. That's why I said ever since that has happened on February 26th, every second since, I'm telling you, he's been breaking down something in me and around me or whatever's against me, however it is, that I just hear him saying, come unto me. That's your place of refuge. That's your place of safety. That's your family home. That's where you belong. None of that was in my notes. Because the Spirit of the Lord is ministering to us right now. I know we have ears to hear. I believe it was Sister Daphne prayed about us having ears to hear. Don't hear Fred. Hear what the Spirit is saying through Fred. So that you can... Take it from there, not, no longer having a spiritual hernia. You don't even understand what that is because you don't understand where I got that from. But I'm trying to tell you, that's what's happening in the spirit. We're having physical, mm, help Holy Ghost. We're having, I'm trying to use a physical analogy about what's happening in the spirit. But what's happening in the spirit is so vital 
that when we take on what is not ours to bear, and we think we have to, especially men, to carry it, the load, the weight. And all the while, God says, verse 29, take my yoke. Yoke means to be one connected to another, yoked together. I think the problem that we have in our life when we're born again believers is that we don't understand what our role is when we're yoked to God through Jesus Christ. His role is to carry all the burdens. We're supposed to learn of him. Well, what do we learn? That he is carrying the load. He paid the price. You do not have to do that. You can't do that. The only thing that you should do as you're yoked to him is take care of your responsibilities. That's a big difference. The responsibilities are of taking care of your family, etc. Taking care of your own individual self. But where does that begin? Seeking you first the kingdom of God. That, again, takes all that weight off of you from trying to make things happen through you. You can go through those doors that are available now, weightless and free in the spirit. And in, your, in the natural, reap the benefits. Verse 30. For my yoke is easy. But I guarantee you, most people are living a hard life, the hard way. It's tough getting through a day. Things don't always, I mean, always work out the way I need it to. I'm trying to let you know today, this, again, this isn't even my notes. I just jotted this down before this thing started. I didn't even know how this was going to work. And when the Spirit of the Lord broke free so that we could understand clearer, what he wants us to do, his yoke is easy of a certainty. And his burden is light. Today, when you walk through the door, I pray in the spirit, you've already made your mind up. You've gone through that door. You've taken off all that stuff that you're yoked to in this world and designed to keep you in fear and anxiety and walk through it in the praise and adoration unto the only living God so that you walk light and free in him. That's how he wants us to live on a consistent daily basis. Not just today on Sunday when it feels good and we leave these doors and now we got nothing to go for. We got to go through our day and our, our workload. Oh, my goodness, here we go. And before we even get 10 seconds out the door, we already got 3,000 things on our mind. I guarantee you, if you would take just one second, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, not a second. After February 26th, it is increasing. Take that thing and say it does not have power any longer because you give it power over you. And as you're trying to live, it's saying, no, stay squashed, stay down underneath me. And all the while, you're the one that's supposed to be in authority over it. But we've become so used to the world way and dealing through ourselves through the world's way, then we forget that we're yoked to the one that said, take my yoke upon you, for my burden is light. 
And that burden, which doesn't belong to us, is now on us. That's what I mean by the spiritual hernia. Now you're carrying the load that spiritually Jesus is supposed to have already cared for us, carried for us, and is the only one that can carry it. Because you'll know that when you're carrying that burden, it's too burdensome. <laughs> you can't get through the day, can't get through an hour, can't get through your job. Because you're trying to carry things that have nothing to do with your present. But you may have been dealing with it in your past and you haven't sorted it out. So now here you are in the present trying to carry a load that does not have any benefit. And God all the while is saying, give it to me. I'm right here yoked to you. That's my responsibility. And that's the other thing of your responsibility. As seeking, seeking first the kingdom of God, casting that care. Does anybody understand what castology means? The study of casting. That's what we need to do. Study how to cast our cares upon our Lord. As opposed to carrying them. If it wasn't so, he would have told us. Do not care. Oh, I don't think we're going to get past this part. Casting your cares, I, I guess people may think as a man, that's kind of punkish. I hope that's not a word that's going to get us in trouble. Because I'm supposed to be a man, I should be able to carry and handle all that I face. But I guarantee you, maybe I'll just speak for me. For me, I don't, I'm not, I don't handle everything as perfectly as I think I ought or should or able to. And so I'm grateful that I can call on God and say, what do I do? How do I handle this? What do I do? Can I cast this on you or is this my responsibility? When you get that understood that it is not your responsibility, you cast that thing upon the Lord and go on about your business because he's got it. Does that make sense to your heart, I pray? Cast it on him and go on about your business. I believe God wants us not only to recognize the things that are not from him or of him or of his kingdom that are stealing. See, this is the thing. The thief cometh not but for to. Y'all went to sleep. The thief cometh not but for to. All those fears and anxieties do not produce life. And I'm, I'm, oh, help me, Lord. I'm, I'm praying that you actually hear this and say, why am I letting those things steal from me and my family and my finances and my health? Two pages about how we are to be healthy or receive healing. Two whole pages. And we let the enemy steal from us when we have the authority over him by speaking to it, as we heard earlier, speaking to it, telling it what to do, and not allowing it to rule and reign over our lives. We may not recognize him, but I'm telling you, when you do, because God will make it available to you, 
That's the time to take authority over it. And then walk in the spirit. The same word that God used through Jesus over, or used in the, in the uh, desert, defeating the enemy, is the same authority in that word that we have. And this is how we earnestly contend for the faith, which was once for all delivered to the saints. Jude, verse 3. Jude, verse 3. There it is. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. How do we contend for the faith? We use the word of God in authority over all those things that come against the word and you. And in turn, you receive the covenant goodness of God and live and walk in the covenant blessings that belong to us. I'm uh, not going to go any further with that. I want to get to... Where is it? Here it is. From paragraph two of the word from God via Pastor, Pastor John, on 21 October 2022, 1435, I believe was the time. The word of the Lord came to him saying, many doors will be open to you. More knowledge and understanding will be poured out upon those who want a deeper relationship with the Father. Now that statement makes it a conditional word. And what do I mean by that? In order for you to receive what the Lord is saying, the condition is, is that you must want a deeper relationship with him. The word says in Matthew 5, 6, I wrote this one down. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. In Bible training, Pastor, Pastor Hilda began uh, unpacking a word for us. It's called koinonia. It's a Greek word. It has two distinct meanings. I'm going to paraphrase the two parts as best I can. And then I'll do the, the definition later. The first part, or the first meaning, is to be in a relationship of intimacy with God. This is availed to us first through salvation, and secondly, the other part, or the other meaning, is that of a partnership or fellowship being joined in action and in agreement and destiny with God. Amos 3.3 comes to mind. How can two walk together except they be agreed? God spoke again 
through pastor. He spoke to pastor on, on the 21st, reminding us that he wanted us to be in such a deep and intimate relationship with him and to join him in full authority via partnership and in fellowship with him so badly that he made the way for us to do that through Jesus, his Christ. And when we accepted him as our Savior, we are then availed the opportunity to be in a koinonia experience with him. I know that sounds corny, but the word is a powerful one where you are yoked and linked and in partnership and in fellowship and intimacy with God. God spoke through him and gave us that information. And we then can know of a certainty that relationship through salvation can get deeper and grow with God, both now and for all eternity. That's John 17, 3. I paraphrase that. When Sister Daphne mentioned about it being right now, uh, we can grow beginning right now in him, in intimacy, in getting deeper into the knowledge of Christ. God wants us to believe in his being fully committed and faithful to us in all things and at all times. Let me go back. Let me give you three things. I'm going to hurry up and uh, close this out. We have three things that are in us as born-again believers we can know and apply of a certainty. Number one, we overcome the world. 1 John 5 and verse 4. This is in us. When we're born again, become born again, this is in us. That when we're being overcome, something doesn't feel right. Something just doesn't set right. The reason being is, is because in us is this faith in us that tells us that we are to overcome all that we face that is not of God. Amen? Verse 4 reads, for what for whatsoever is born of God, meaning being born again, overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world. How do we do it? Even our faith. Number two, <clears throat> we apply our faith to the word. It's in us to want to apply the word at every area of our life. We may not know how, but this is why we get trained coming to Bible training and things of that nature and listening to uh, prayer meetings with uh, Sister Geneva. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 2. It reads, For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them, but the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. The word of God only works when you actually have faith in it. When you have faith in it, God watches over it to perform it in your life. Amen? And the last thing, and I'm definitely going to close. <clears throat> we expect and know the word shall prosper. 
Isaiah 55, verse 11. Isaiah 55, verse 11. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. I'm sorry. Pastor gave another word I think is vital. Change is happening right now. This is the second word from God through Pastor John recently, confirming the word from October 21st, 2022. The changes are available and happening right now. God doesn't change, but we must repent and change in order to receive what he has available for us right now. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much. Yeah, I can do that. Is there anyone that needs prayer that wants to unload from their spiritual hernia the things that they've been carrying that they now know don't belong to them that belong to the Father to take care of for us, that we're to cast that on him. Is there anyone that needs that type of ministry right now that where we can get you set on the course that you go through that door now freely, praising, knowing, even through persecution, that if your mind is stayed on him, he will keep you in perfect peace as you go through whatever it is that you face in Jesus' name. Anyone? Well, Father, we thank you for the opportunity to come before you. Thank you for being with us. Thank you now as you go with us that you continually protect us and keep us. We're safe in you. We trust you with our whole life, being, soul, all that we have, for you have trusted us with your word and all that you have. We bow before you with a thankful heart that our hearts continually shout out praises unto you for your goodness. Thank you so much for always ministering to us, keeping us, showing us a way out, and always keeping us in you. I pray, Father God, that as those go from this door to another door out into this world, that their mindset has been changed to not accept the world system, but they will check themselves that who they're yoked to and look unto you, casting all their cares upon you and then walking freely in liberty in the spirit as you go with them continually. Thank you for the peace that we receive in that knowledge. And thank you again for your work with Pastor John and ministering and healing and mending his body and mind as well and comforting his family as well and the church family. Thank you, Lord God, for undergirding us with your goodness and all of that. We give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen.